All right, we're live. We're rolling, baby. It's November. November. I can't believe it's November, man. It's a fresh start. That's what it feels like right now. You know, I, I mean, hey, yeah. gosh. <laughs> fresh start, new beginnings, that fingers crossed. You know what I mean? That's exactly. how I'm kind of feeling right now. Hey, guys. Um, so Montana ran into the third loss um, of the season following Weber State 24-21. Um, tonight's podcast will consist of just re- kind of recapping the game. Um, followed by a preview of our next opponent in Cal Poly. Um, but before we get into that, man, we got we got a couple Grizz updates today. Yes, we do. We got some Grizz updates for you. Adam, take it away. All right. So men's and women's tennis uh, this week, they November 4th through the 6th, they are at the Bulldog Classic uh, Gonzaga. If you don't know who who where Bulldog Classic is, Spokane, Washington. Uh, so they oh, will Compton. Be, <laughs> Compton? Spokompton. Spokompton. That's what they call it, huh? Yeah, you never heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh, that's the thing these days. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm going crazy. <laughs> now it's not gonna stick in my head, man. Spokompton. My bad, my Spokompton. <laughs> Go ahead, continue, continue. Uh, going on, man. Uh I believe it was we're doing this Wednesday. Um, I should check on that because Portland State and the Grizz played in the big sky uh big sky tournament. In soccer, and they won. They won. Grizz won, baby. Nice. Come on, Adam. Keep up with the times. See, getting, I've been you're so old. I, I, hey, it only happened today. So uh, <laughs> they will play Friday uh, against the number two seed in Idaho. Um, yep. They played them earlier this year. It was a one nil uh, Idaho win, um, which it was. I, I, if I be- believe correctly, if I'm remembering this, it was really late in the game where uh, they tied. So uh, pretty level team. So if we, uh, the Grizz, Lady Grizz soccer wins that game, they'll be in the championship conference championship game on Sunday. Uh, guys, you can watch these games in uh, ESPN plus. So totally check it out. It is at 11 AM. So I will, maybe, maybe I can make it. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, but definitely, if, if you don't have a work, man, definitely check it out. Support the Grizz. You know what I smell, Adam? What's that? I smell an upset. That's what I smell. An upset? I I, I, I think, I'm just going to predict this, this team is so close, man, like all year long. I could see this team going and just running through the Big Side Conference Championship and then yeah. going into the national, the you know, the NCAA tournament and pulling yeah. off a uh, first round upset there because they, oh, just have, that they have the talent. They have the yeah. talent. They have the coaching staff. They have the mindset. Um, and they've been there. So exactly. Well, knock on wood. I'm not, I mean, I'm not predicting anything, but I, I smell that. I feel like knock, knock on wood, on wood for you. you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Volleyball, man. They are back at it Thursday night. Uh, these, I think that they've got like two or three more uh, home games. They are against Portland State and Sacramento State. Uh, Portland State, I believe, is the number one team right now in the big sky. So uh, definitely go support the ladies at 7 p.m. there. And then they are at Sacramento State. uh, or They're in Missoula, sorry. Uh, Mm -hmm. All those can be viewed on ESPN+. But if you're in Missoula, man, there's no way that you should be watching this on ESPN+. You should be supporting the... Lady Grizz volleyball team and and supporting them. That that Sacramento State game is interesting because if you're going to the football game and you're tailgating, just go into the the Sacramento State volleyball game. It's it's at noon, right? You got a six o'clock uh, 
kick for the football game. Go in there, waste a couple hours, cheer on the volleyball team, go back to your tailgating, and, and then go watch football. So you're saying you support the use of alcohol on a game day? Well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to confirm with you, Adam. Don't get scared. Oh. I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. I, I almost brought one in here to um to, to drink while we were doing this, but uh, I should have. <laughs> you know what I've been into lately? Wine, man. Wine? Wine. I, oh. just, I just picked it up. Just picked it up. Okay, so what – and this is going off topic. What's your favorite, Angel? Favorite wine? Uh, I'm I'm a red drinker. See, I, oh man, what do you, what do you have to say about that? What, see, what is it this time? Uh, what is it this time? <laughs> um, so I like whites, like the the, the fruity stuff, because you know that's just me, right? Um, but I, I was getting into reds a while back, a couple years ago, and this is way too much too much information. But um, there's this one that was like really fruity. It was like red, right? And I was drinking it. And I was like, oh, I got a little stomach ache. And they say, you know, drink some red wine and it'll help. Totally did. Totally helped. Kind of settled my stomach. It was around Christmas time. I think it was Christmas. We had Christmas, whatever. Came back home that night, man. Oh, it was Mount St. Helens, dude. I was throwing up. And so I had wine. And so when I was throwing up, it was you the thought taste. Of that. It was no, it was the taste of that wine. And I could smell it. I have not been able to drink red wine since just because it's like, like I, if I smell red wine, I'll be like, I'll, I'll get like the. It's yeah. okay, brother. I feel the same exact way <sighs> when it comes to Everclear. So we're, we're, we're all right. <laughs> we're we're going to be all right. Oh man. Well, that that's all I Moving have. For, that's all I have for uh, uh Grizz updates, man. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, there's some there's uh, some sports that are kind of in lingo right now of of kind of on an off week. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, man, let's. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Why didn't I change that? Whoops, sorry, Weber State. I totally dissed you. Um, I put Sac State instead of Weber State. Oh, bonehead. Hey, you know bonehead I can't remember. Mistake. I can't remember one loss from the next loss. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of blurs up. The whole month oh, kind of blurs oh, together. Oh man. Well, and I heard um, Riley saying uh, that if we win uh, against Cal Poly, it'll be 34 days in between wins. Really? 34 days. That's a long time, man. That's just a long time. Yeah. I think, I think I, I've just got out of a span of a little bit of a depression over the past month, man. So, again, it's November. I'm hoping for good things. But we got to talk about the game just a little bit. Yeah. Just uh-huh. a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. So let's take it. Let's break down the scores. Then we'll get into offense. Then we'll kind of break down defense, special teams, yep. and then we'll look, go into our preview with uh, with Cal Poly. So uh, looking quarter by quarter, let's start off with Weber. They scored seven in the first, three in the second, seven in the third, and then also another seven in the fourth quarter um, to take the win over us. We scored three in the first, seven in the second, three in the third, and then eight in the actual fourth but we just came up short by a couple of points yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well let's start with our offense man i mean i guess what was your uh initial synopsis man so i, I want to preface this that um i'm never going to get mad at players because they try their best right um they they, they, they played their hearts out right they never quit um but the lowest of the season 
of 114 yards um, total for the game. That's yeah. passing and running. Um, I was expecting that the O-line would get that same push off with that they did against Sac State, and that didn't happen. Um, and, you know, the Sac State's defense is way different than Weber State's. Weber State's defense is, is kind of like ours where it's in the top five, right? I would, I would think that um, they showed that. Um, but there was just no spark or creativity in the play calling. Um, very predictable. Uh, they didn't want to throw. Very, they were cheating. I felt like they were cheating up and, you know, trying to like dare us to throw throw long which we didn't you know they they did do some creativity of having junior bergen kind of do the wildcat kind of thing how'd you feel about that dude if he can't if he can't catch a ball then what like like i honestly think like why is he even out there if he he like i can't believe he was catching puns if he's catch he has a big thing on his hand and he's running you know he's gonna run around he's not really able to throw it very well which he did though on that two-point conversion i believe he did or was that yeah or was that kellen white oh uh, that was i think that was keelan i think keelan, keelan scored sorry, that keelan. extra point yeah yeah so i i just i, I may be understand. wrong i may be wrong but if i remember correctly i i, I almost was certain that it was uh keelan i just don't understand he's hurt he's you know what what if he went in that game and busted his hand up even worse right and I just did not get throwing him out there when he can't catch a ball and he just can run. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited, you know, that I, I'm going to say this and I think probably pissed some people off. Um, that game was not as close as the final score was. Uh, they were in that fourth quarter. We're running it down our neck, uh, mm-hmm. down our throat. As you would say, um, they were getting eight, seven yards of carry on first down. Um, you know, we were thankfully uh, kind of graced with Malik Flowers running that kick return back, which kind of got us into like this. Hey, we have a chance. Um, but if it wasn't for that, man, it would have been a blowout 24, 13, 24, whatever um, that it was. Chris Brown, 10 for 17 for 72 yards, sacked four times. Nick Osmo, uh, 10 attempts for 26 yards. Um, Marcus had nine attempts for 22. Junior Bergen had five attempts for 23. Um, but, man, they've got it. I, I honestly don't, and I don't, I don't blame Chris because he's only doing what he's able to do because what of the coaching staff is letting him do or play calling, right? Yeah, yeah, um, basically. I yeah, agree with that 100%. That's and, one thing that I was thinking about. You know, I think uh, – I think, uh, you know, Chris got put in a situation where, you know, he has to follow a certain, you know, certain rule book, which is yep. totally fine. That's what the players are going to do 10 out of 10, you know, and, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I just think, you know, playing to his strengths has yep. not been something that I have seen out there. Yep. You know, um, there's a couple of things that, you know, you just want to critique off of just, you know, basic quarterback play watching it from a couch, you know, obviously, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I just think the full utilization of being able to play to his strength. You know, it's still work in progress. And um, when you think about the grand scheme of our whole offensive performance, I mean, it was it just wasn't up to par in, in any yeah. direction. You know, well, and a lot of sorry, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the Grizz fans were saying, "Hey, get Chris out of there." And I, I understand where they're coming from, right? I understand. Hey, it's not we're not we're not pushing the ball very much. We're not doing anything where it's moving the ball. 
get somebody in there that maybe has a shot. Now, what's the worst that could happen? We could turn the ball over. We could not make the, you know, some type of anything. But just calling run plays and and being predictable is the same thing. Like, I just don't understand why you don't throw somebody out there where it might give you a spark. It might not. Are you talking about Brett? Yeah. Do something. Like, and and I don't mean to be on Chris, but if they're not going to use him, and, and I said this, at last year they didn't do it last year either he's thrown into these situations where hey um yeah go play against um jmu good luck um national tv go go play against eastern washington on nationally all these games he's been in are nationally televised and they don't use them the right way mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's a pattern and i don't understand why this keeps on happening and uh, it, it's kind of a, 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 it happens all the time where we, when we don't have a quarterback that can run a, you know, hybrid system where he can run and he can pass. And Bobby kind of gets back to this like Bobby ball where you just kind of go back to the early 2000s and he gets kind of stuck into, hey, we're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're not going to have really any type of, uh, um, passing, um, you know, option with this, and we're just going to rely on our defense. Well, um, our defense got tired at the end of that game. Our defense mm-hmm. has been carrying us for two, three straight weeks, and our offense hasn't been able to give it any rest. And this is exactly what happened last year. Our our defense carried the whole year. And when we got into the playoffs, when we got into a situation where we found a a like opponent, or a dominant opponent, our defense could only do so much. And we got steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it happening again. And I don't understand why something's not being done. I don't know if it's just me and I don't see it and they are doing things or if they're unwilling, the coaching staff is unwilling to do something different because they believe in the system. Um, but it doesn't look good, man. It really doesn't. And mm-hmm. If it doesn't get better, I would think that some changes in the offseason would have to be made because this is this is beginning to um, roar its ugly head every year. And if you go into it, if you look at developing a quarterback, right, I really feel like they, they have done Chris Brown a detrimental um, like disservice to him. I feel like they really haven't developed him enough where they're playing to his strengths. They're not developing uh Brit where they're playing him any. So they're not developing any of their quarterbacks behind them. We haven't had a quarterback um, play a whole season since I believe like 2009. I think Jordy Johnson was the first one where we had uh, a quarterback play a whole season without getting hurt. And when you consistently don't um, develop your quarterbacks, then you have to go out into the transfer portal. And that's what we're doing. All the quarterbacks that we have gotten have been transfer portal. And thank goodness we have. Uh, Sneed, transfer portal. Cam Humphreys, transfer portal. Uh, Lucas Johnson, transfer portal. Um, So all these quarterbacks that they're bringing in, either they're not developing the quarterbacks to where they think they need to and they're not doing a good enough job and they're having to go on the transfer portal or something's missing because – it, it doesn't, it, it looks, 
it looks bad. It looks mm-hmm. really bad. You know, I think my biggest kind of um, my two cents on this whole conversation, just really quickly, and it might be a little bit skewed from what we're yeah. focusing on right now, is is uh, I do think you make a point, you know, with the past three quarterbacks that, you know, have been the starters, have been from the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm a recruit coming out of high school, I have an opportunity to come Montana, you know, really kind of a place that's a mecca of football, you know, as Riley kind of states it. Yeah. You know, it, it has top tier facilities. It has an awesome crowd to play in front of, you know, schools which you make it. So, you know, you could be successful here just as much as anywhere, you know. And so because of that, when I think about it, what is that going to do to the kid when he realizes and he sees, hey, they only let the transfer portal guys start. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. that's that. I guess that's my biggest, you know, my pain point there simply because, you know, as a high school recruit, you know, you have to go somewhere. You can't just ju- go to a JC and then enter the transfer portal from there. Yeah. You, know, you want to believe that you're, you know, you have the type of talent to, you know, bring a championship team or a championship to a football team. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I see that. I mean, it, it kind of turns me off to the idea, hey, I'm not going to touch the field, you know, potentially ever simply because they keep bringing in the skies. You yeah. know, granted, these guys are, are good, good leaders to, you know, be behind. Yeah. You know, but utilizing them in a way to put them in a position to be successful, you know, that's kind of what we want out of it. You know, those well, top programs, you know, you, you see, you'll see transfers, you know, coming in and out of those programs, but the top programs, they build from within, yep. you know. Yep. When you hear all those great quarterbacks, yeah, I got recruited out of high school and I've been there. It's not, hey, I transfer around and moved around. Don't get me wrong. There are stories like that. Yeah. But you just time and time again see dominant programs, you know, build from within, you know, and then yeah. start trickling, you know, those players that are going to be an asset to the team. Well, and if you look at like some of the, the um, like one we're going to talk about in Cal Poly, they have that Brash um, who's been doing pretty well. I think he's yeah. like a, a sophomore, a freshman. Uh, Giovanni yeah. McCoy, he's I think a redshirt freshman where he played a little bit last year, um, mm-hmm. and I and I do think that they're afraid, not I wouldn't say afraid. I think they're hesitant to throw in a redshirt freshman or sophomore in there um, because honestly, Chris Brown isn't a sophomore. Like he he's been around the program a couple years, but like I totally I totally get your your thought process, Angel, because like if you see if you watch a Montana game, you're like, hey. That's that's a defense I want to play in because of their system, right? And then you look at our offense and say, if you're a quarterback, do you really want to play in that system? Mm-hmm. Like we have we have awesome running backs, amazing, awesome wide receivers, but we don't get the ball to our athletes. We have Cole Grossman, who's probably the best tight end in the the, the Big Sky Conference, and he barely gets one target a a game. And yeah. like he is so versatile, you could do so many different things with him. And you know what? At a certain point, I felt like this, and you know, I, I hate to even start going down this thought process. You know, it, it's 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 a strategy. You know what I mean? I think it's a strategy conflict. I don't know if it's one thing that we're getting, you know, I guess carried away here and thinking mm-hmm. that you know this old school type of mentality. Don't get me wrong. There's. 99% of it that I agree with because, you know, it, it, it helped me kind of bring back a passion of being able to want to be there, you know, and be a part of a program and, you know, be be part of something that's bigger than yourself and be there for my teammates and coaches and those sort of things. But at the end of the day, you see, you know, these types of report performances where it is, you know, def- defensive-based, yeah. you know, completely defensive-based. And then we're, we're, on a, we're on a hope and prayer that, hey, we score a couple touchdowns in order to give us a lead. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, you know, you start to kind of question, hey, 
you know, what's going on in, in, in the, in, in those, in those coaches offices, mm-hmm. you know, how, how are we, you know, strategizing week by week, you know, is there something that we're missing here, you know, and this is by no fault of this on them by any means, you know, but it's a, it, it, it's a, hey, put your head together and let's figure out what we need to do to, to steer the ship in the right direction. And yeah. I think, I think that's kind of where they're at in the season, you know, cause I know those coaches are there, you know, until 10, 11 o'clock every oh, yeah. night. I see the work that they put in, you know, but then you see kind of, you know, a repetitive, you know, attempt, you know, to score touchdowns. And yeah, we have the athlete to do it, but at the same time, it's just like checkers. It doesn't mm-hmm. work just because you have a superior, you know, superior talent on the offensive side. You know, you have to kind of strategize a little bit. And so because of that, I just think it's one of, it's one of these moments in the season where they need to take a second back and be like, all right, let's step back and figure out what we need to do, you know? Yeah. Well, and honestly, and I, I haven't done it, but I would love someone even way smarter than me to do it. If you look back at the like last, you know, three or four years, right? And you look at how many points our offense scored, how many our points our defense has scored, and then how many we've scored on on special teams, like kick, kick return or punt return, to actually see how many points on offense we're actually scoring a, a, a season, because if you really look at it, like our, our special teams has, you know, up to this year has been a blessing to us because usually they score either a kick return or a punt return. Uh, Our defense usually scores a touchdown or gets us an interception. If we didn't have those, man, what would, what would it look like? Mm -hmm. What, what, what would the ending score be if, if, if that happened? Um, So and, and it just it's it's really hard because I really truly believe we have the talent, yeah. And that's and that's what makes it even harder to like understand. And I'm not going to understand it because I I'm not there. I'm not a coach. You know, I, I didn't play college ball, but I can see the talent. I can see that we have the talent, and we're not using it to maximize what we're doing on offense. Um, and you know, it, it, it just, it hurts me because I just can't, I can't imagine what those players are feeling like and what's going to have to happen because, and then I'm, and I'm going to, Bobby likes to hire his guys, right? It, it, it's, it's a fact, right? And so it, it are they going to be willing to change this week? Lucas, he made some warmups in uh, Weber state, which was really weird because he warmed up, had his pads, went through drills and then they didn't play him and he was in street clothes. So was I, that just like uh, I, I, was that I've just been a, there before? Was that just a a, a ploy by Hauk or was it Yeah, it, it like I said, it's a game of this is why it's a little bit confusing on the philosophy some of it because we know, you know, Bobby D can't be a chess player when it comes to strategizing, when it beats when keeping yeah. things close to the chest, those sort of yeah. things. And so I remember my senior year when I was out for a game or two, I think I was out for two games or something like that. I was out for a game or two. Um, I banged up my knee, and then it was the same situation. I traveled with the team. I knew I wasn't going to play the game, but they had me dress up. They had me warm up as best as I could, you know, simply because, again, it's a strategy. You know, when you walk out and you mm-hmm. see Lucas Johnson back in the game and then you see what he potentially was doing those first couple of drives, you know, over there in Sac State, you know, yeah. as a coach on the other side, you, you get, you know, there's a little bit of an anxiety buildup. Like, oh, shit, okay, we prepped for this, but it's going to be a lot of a – a lot more challenging than we, you know, initially anticipated because we were under the person that Chris might have been playing, 
And yeah. so because of that, so because of that, I understand the thought process there. I mean, it was really encouraging and, and a lot and a little bit confusing for everybody on Twitter. <laughs> you know, everybody was freaking out. Who's the starter? Who's the starter? I kind of already knew that that was going to be the case, especially with yeah. the head injury that happened, you know, six, seven days beforehand. And so because of that, I expected it. But it's kind of funny seeing the hysteria on Twitter. You know, Well, I, and I kind of figured that yeah. he wouldn't play, but I was just like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a neat little thing that uh that Bobby likes to do, man. And so I, I again, you know, but it's one of those things is you know you you start to you know feel a little bit hopeful, you know, yeah. in the beginning. Oh, maybe he is okay, you know. But ultimately, like I think they they put them in the best position to say, hey, you know what, we're gonna need you to travel with us. We're gonna need you to be a part of this. You know, help out the other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It, but also, it'd be nice to go out there and give them a little bit of a scare. You know, yeah. And I think that's the thought process there. And it's nice to have Chris and uh, and Lucas over there too. You know, just being able to have that, you know, that helping hand to be able to say, hey, you know what, make sure you're watching for this. You know, so. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. like I said beforehand, you know, I, I by no means do I think it's a fault of any of those players. You know, no. I know especially Chris. You know, I think he's a talented player for a lot of reasons. You know. Yep. Um, does he have a lot to develop? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Could he be better in certain areas? Yeah. There's always something to coach on, yep. you know, and obviously, you know, he's, he's still, he's still working his way. And, and, you know, even though he's been here for a couple of years now, you know, it just shows, you know, I think that the, the lack of development, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. that's what kind of worries me a little bit, you know, simply because again, you know, he's from Montana yeah or he's from i think he's from california and then he he moved, moved out here to what yeah 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 and so i think that was his story but you know you think about where he first started to where he is now you know you put him in a position to potentially win the games you know hang with the best of them you oh, saw yeah. him hang with you know yep. sac you saw him hang with sac yep. state you saw him yep. hang with weber state so there's no but by any means i think he's you know a bad quarterback it's quite the opposite but yeah man i think the development just hasn't been there for him and it, and it felt bad about it you know simply because i want more for him well, and, and it, it it's going to hit us. It's going to hit the program one of these days, right? And it, it probably already is, you know, that these uh, recruits are seeing, hey, um, probably don't want to go there because, hey, I can go somewhere else and, and get developed a little bit. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here in the next, you know, next three months, four months, see what happens. And also just like, I know they have a, a offense and a defense um, like assistant guy, a person that, that watches or is a person that kind of gives thoughts. And I know that fantasy is a, is that person for the offense. And I know they have a defensive one. I can't remember who, what his name was, but uh, I just, I'm just wondering how are they using that? Like, (laughs) I, I don't know. I, more heads are is it always better than one you know or is there too many heads in you know too many heads in it um i don't know i i hope that it's better hopefully lucas comes back if not i hope that they do something different um this is the time to do it um but it's it's a it's a do or die game like they have to win this game they yeah i mean they're gonna have to win out yeah, I mean, it pours the playoff implications, you know, just yeah. to even be considered, you know, I mean, we're going to we're gonna need to win all three games, you know, convincingly enough to, you know, convince, yeah. to, to convince the Big Sky Conference to, to conference to basically, you know, give us an opportunity, give us a shot to be in the playoffs. You know, because, again, the talent level is there. You know, you, you see, you know, you see flashes of greatness from 
all sides of the ball. You know, you see some really strong special teams play. You see consistently some really strong defensive play and, and, you know, a little bit less frequently, but still, you know, every once in a while you'll see something on the offense that you're like, wow, that was really fun to see. That was Mm -hmm. really electric, you know? And so because of that, the talent's there. It's just about figuring out what we need to do to get there, to get the job done. You know, because if we have lackluster performances, you know, these next two weeks against teams that we should win, obviously that we should beat by a lot, you know, it it puts us in position, you know, in the big sky's eyes to really kind of question. I was like, can't, are they just, you know, not consistent enough to be able to hang out with just just really good teams or were they bad days for those good teams or whatever the question may be, you know, and I, and I know these guys like to do things convincingly. I know that's how Bobby works. And so I think just putting us in a position to not even be a question and let it be known that, Hey, we should be in there. It's going to be kind of tough because if we lose another game, you know, even if it's a cat to the neighbors, I, I just I just don't foresee it being a reality for us. Yeah, and I and I, I hope that the selection committee, you know, it, it's it's a wide range well, of. And on the side note, I mean, maybe yeah. who knows? Simply because I mean, we bring in so much money, you know, yeah. when it comes down to it. But yep. I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough thing. So sorry. Yeah, uh, you know what? What's nice about it is Kent Haslam is a part of the selection committee, um, with all these athletic directors that kind of make that selection committee. Um, but right now, we're just fighting other teams that are are could possibly end up at seven and four that have probably wins. You know, we we're, we're going up against ourselves right now, where we don't have a a win against a winning record team, um, where you know. It, what kills me is we should be seven and one, right? Yeah, like like Sac State, like we should we should have had that game. Idaho, we we let them just stay in it and stay around, and like honestly, we 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 blew that game. Uh, that you know they played well and they played their system really well and what they wanted to do to us, but we should have beat that team as well. Um, this is the first game where hey, we have met a like opponent and. Our offense isn't doing well, and they they beat us. They beat us handedly. It wasn't it, it it wasn't close to me. It wasn't even close because they were getting a lot of yards, a lot of yards on their running plays. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. We, we've got to play our best right now and headed into these last three games. Yeah, on, on the counter argument, just to you know how how, how you know how productive they've been on their offense. I mean, we still held them to twenty four points. Yeah, you know. Yep. I mean, last week we had we handed you know the the number two team in the country. I mean, they scored what twenty points, twenty one points, or something like that. Twenty four. Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Thir- they they scored thirty one, so they scored twenty four against us when they were averaging like what fifty. Yeah. Forty five, fifty, something like that. I mean, I mean, you're talking about prol- prolific offense that you know is averaging over five hundred yards a game, and you know we yeah. keep until a little bit under their below average. Yeah. Um, and then before that, the week before, you know, I mean, still put us yeah. in a position to win. We could have yeah. won that game with our defensive performances, you know, obviously there's always something, some things to critique, you know, but again, yeah. just kind of coming back to the offense, man. I mean, just, uh, just, there needs to be a little bit more of a, you know, I mean, crawl out of this whole mentality, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. In order to get the job done, because, you know, no matter how good our special teams is or our defense is or all the other phases of the game, you know, we're, we're going to need to get some yards in order to just be competitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's kind of weird is is that our defense did amazing, and we'll we'll get to that, but I won't touch too much on that. But you know, we lose we lose Patrick O'Connell, right? First quarter, mm-hmm. he he goes down. 
Um, I was, you know, really surprised how the defense played without him. Well, I wasn't surprised because I knew we got guys behind him that can play. Um, you know, we, we've got some injuries, man. We're racking up some of the injuries. Um, you know, Junior, Junior Bergen is still hurt. He wasn't at his full strength. Nick Osmo, I saw him kind of twist an ankle. Deary Todd was down a couple, couple different times. times. Uh, Patrick O'Connell was out. Uh, Jackson Lee w- wasn't playing. He was hurt. He's a special teams guy. Um, you know, we still have Lucas Johnson hurt. Um, you know, I, and I'm sure there's others out there that are nursing injuries or they're just playing through it, right? I, that this is that time of year. You know, Angel, you've told us about you know some of the, the injuries you've played through, right? And so it's next guy up. It's just this year where we we you got to you got to push through, right? And hopefully uh, we do that. But you want to talk about the defense, man? Yeah, let's talk about the defense, man. I mean, I, like I said, you know, I, I was pretty thoroughly impressed, you yeah. know, for the most part, you know, even on the defensive output against a, you know, a pretty good offense. Yeah. You know, I think we did a couple of good things right. But I do think at the end of the game, like you said it early on, I just think it was just too much. We got a little bit tired. You know, it's hard to be out there for, you know, majority of the game trying to stop an offense like that and be successful time and time again, you know, because, you know, with an offense like that, they're going to score some points. It's just inevitable. It's what they are. That's the characteristics of what that program is. Um, That's what the coach wants to do. You know, I think he's a pretty damn good coach. So it was entertaining to see, but it was also a little bit heartbreaking simply because at the end of it, they're like, man, we're doing whatever we can, but we're just not getting there. You know, I mean, shout out to the defensive line, man. I mean, I think they've been playing like some dogs all year long. Yep. Um, But it's tough to be out there, man. It's tough yeah. to be out there. And the more time that you're on the field, you know, the more your body hurts, the more sore you are. And so it just sucks to see. Yeah. Well, and if you break it down, like you look at the defense when they when they got scored on. Two big plays, right? The passing play where uh, I don't know if, if, if Justin Ford got shook up or if he tried to jump it or if uh, I think it was Nash Fouch kind of went off him and then that Tyson McPherson – kind of left was left unchecked going down and kind of threw it and and like, mcpherson is a really good player guys. yeah he's I really mean, good he yeah he's a he's a dog he's so a dog for sure. that was it that was a huge play that they got for a touchdown and then i think it was bankston that had that 40 or 50 yard touchdown run as well so two big plays 14 points right uh 14 of the 24 came on two plays mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it it's like that with, with those games where it's close, who's going to make the mistake, who's going to push through and make those big plays. And they made the big plays. They made more big plays where they actually scored on them. We Justin Ford, awesome interception. Um, and, and yeah. Um, how fun was that to see? That's just two in a row, right? Two games in a row. Cause he had one against uh Sac state as well. Yeah, I believe he did, man. I believe he so, did. He's, man. He's just a talented player, man. Yeah. Talented, talented player, man. I really hope I, I'm, I, you know, he gets an opportunity to play on Sundays because I think he's going to stir up the league. I think he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm hopeful for that opportunity. And that's on the side note. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the same thing. Uh, but yeah, the the defense just got wore down, man. Um, there, there's only so much you can do, like you've said and I've said, uh, with that defense. You know, 192 yards running. Um, a lot of those were on in the fourth quarter were on first first down where they were racking up in that fourth fourth quarter seven eight yards a run making making sure that those third down uh third downs were really easy for them to get 
Um, and so their third down percentage was eight of 18 and they were one for one on fourth down. So uh, they had a good game plan, man, ground and pound, uh, get big plays on the pass. And, you know, I, I think that once you see after a couple series that their offense or our offense wasn't going to do much where they needed to kind of be worried about and they kept on seeing that they could kind of sit back and say, Hey, we're just going to run the ball. We're going to find out where we want to kind of hit. We're going to relax and we're just going to take this and we're just going to make them get tired. Right. And, and that's what they did, man. They, they grounded and pound. They found those spots where they could take advantage of huge plays. And, you know, I, you got to give them credit, man. Cause it was a good team. It was a, it was a, it was a hard loss, another hard loss. And uh, we got to go to that next one, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, like you said, dude, I mean, it's tough to see, you know, I mean, obviously the mindset right now is, is you know, keep it all behind you because that's yeah. all they can do. So, but because there's no time to sit here and be, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and those sort of things. And I know those guys are already onto this week, but at the same time, I mean, just looking back on it, you're like, oh gosh, how heartbreaking, you know, yeah. you, you, you feel for the defense a little bit, you know, just taking a pounding like that repeatedly. You know, you feel for the offense of it because we know we have the firepower and the and the talent to really be, you know, prolific and, you know, dynamic in a lot of different ways, you know. And then obviously special teams. I mean, shout out to the special teams, man. I yeah. think we were pretty pretty solid all the way around. I Except think for that block. Still- it almost blocked one field goal, but it went in. <laughs> it, it went off in. the guys in, it and went- it went in. I was like, oh, okay, we'll take yeah. that. We'll take that. <laughs> I mean, so at the end of the day, at the sta- on the stat board, it's two for two. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? exactly. One return for a touchdown on a kick return, you know, which was yep. awesome to see. And this, yep. which is why, I mean, it just goes to show how, 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 how athletic uh, Malik is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just think it's something, again, underutilized player, you know, when it comes to the offensive scheme, I think for yep. sure. You know, when I see that type of stuff, you see why the people don't kick to him because every oh, yeah. time, every chance, he could almost break it. There's been multiple times this season where I was just like, he's going to break that dog. He's going to take it to the crib, yep. you know, six, party in the end zone type of feeling. Yep. And he trips up on somebody or, you know, what a mistake happens, you know, a guy misses yeah. his block. So because of that, you're like, oh, he's right there. He's right there. So I'd love to see him get a couple more by the end of the season. Well, and he's, you know, he's tied for number two in the FCS all time. Um, and that, that one that he scored on was amazing, dude. He ran into his blocker. I know. Bounced, bounced off, found a hole, and then was off. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I saw that, just dude. Grit, man. It was, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, just to be able to have the type of awareness because, you know, I'm thinking of myself in that situation. I'm just like, all right, well, this is it. I'm on a pile now. You know, the yeah. fact that he was able to regroup, reread the field, and then make a cut to the right, you yeah. know giving an opportunity to you know gain a couple yards and again he's just so he's so athletic and he's so fast it gives him opportunity to just hey catch me if you can type of mentality so yeah. oh, oh and that scene that scene that just kills me too because then you bring it back to the offense and i'm just like ah we have so many talented players like it just kills me man it just kills yeah. me oh uh, yeah. oh can we move on to the next one Let's move on to the next one, buddy. <laughs> I feel like we need to. We, oh, we're, we're trying to keep it short. You know, we're trying to keep it shorter uh, on the on the on the recap simply because it's already in the past. What's done yeah. is done. All we can do is complain about it and cry about it. But we got to move on to what we got ahead ahead of us. Heck, and if if it was a lot brighter on a brighter note, I might want to talk a little bit more about it. But three weeks in a row where we lose, like, and that that's the thing, man. Is 
our losses aren't like blowout losses. What like no. Weber State three? No, um, that'd be that'd be so much easier to digest if it was exactly. Sac then you State, know what, where Devin, we they, then overtime. you know where we stand. Yeah, then you know that it'd be like, hey, you know what? These teams are just they're, know, they're that much us. better than us. Yeah, but, you know, but when you see those types of performances and we're on the cusp and you know it's hanging on by a thread and we're like, maybe we can, maybe we can't. I can't imagine the people that have been betting money, you know, these past oh, couple of weeks. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know why? Because I'm one of them. I've been rooting for Montana for two weeks in a row, man. Let's just say the football program owes me some money. <laughs> you lost some money, man, huh? Uh, I, I, know, love, though. I, I know that we, we haven't, for three weeks in a row, we haven't been able to uh, do a winner because we both have said the Grizz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And we but, can, we don't count losses here. We only do the the W's. Exactly right. Well, it, I don't. And I, I'm not a betting person. I, I hate losing money. So uh-huh. uh, I don't know. I, I guess you could probably do that based off of just score. But I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. if you say your, your team wins, then you got to win. Your team's got to win. So exactly, exactly. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. It's okay. So, but we're on to better things now. Exactly. Well, let's go into Cal Poly, man. Um, they are one and six, uh, zero and five in the conference. Uh, I believe this is his Bo Baldwin, Bo Baldwin's second season. I believe. I thought it was uh, his third. Is it not? His is third? it his third? It might be his third. Maybe. I might be off on that. Uh, but so it, it, he's still in it, that rebuilding phase, man. Uh, let's go down their schedule. Uh, they're thirty-five to seven loss against Fresno State. Uh, their only win was against a San Diego team, which is a part of the pot. I believe it's the pioneer league where they don't offer scholarships. I don't know. It's kind yeah, of no scholarships kind of, are. Yeah. Yeah. They want, they beat San Diego 28, 27. Uh, they lost to South Dakota 38 to 21. Uh, they lost to Sac state 49 to 21 and then lost to NAU 30 or 29 to 31 lost to Idaho state 40 to 31 lost mm-hmm. to Eastern Washington 10 to 17 and then this last week lost to uh, Davis, fifty-nine to seventeen. Um, so they are the number five offense in the league. Uh, they're the third best passing offense in the whole FCS. Uh, they can pass the ball around. Um, you know they're they're number one in the league, uh, uh, Big Sky, for passing. Their defense is nothing to kind of like shock and awe about. They're number 11 in uh, defense last. They're last in passing. They're eighth in um, defense rush. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're throwing the ball, man. They are slinging it um, for 326-plus yards average this year. Uh, their quarterback, Spencer Brash, is 139 of 235 for 1759. 13 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So uh, passing for yardage, but not as accurate. You know, he's got the interceptions in there. Uh, They're running back, Shakobi Harper, 72 attempts for 287 and one touchdown. Um, These these stats for their wide receivers are crazy. Chris Coleman, uh, I believe their senior this year, 50 receptions, 808 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, And then Josh, Josh Suavez. 37 receptions, 404 with four touchdowns. And then they got Bryson Allen, 18 receptions for 232 and one touchdown. Um, 
they're going to want to pass it, man. They're going to want to pass the ball. They get out and do some weird things with their running back. Um, I believe that he comes out of the backfield and kind of um, gets little passes too. Uh, so our backfield is going to be tested um, early. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So it, it's going to be kind of an interesting thing as well as it's a night game, man. Uh, and weather it's getting kind of colder um, out there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays effect and what they want to do as well. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be very interesting what they do with their wide receivers. We already know what they want to do. The, the The recipe is to line them up with one of our safeties um, and see if they can get a guy going down the middle. Uh, so we already know that's what they're going to want to do because it's on tape and that they've been doing that for the last couple, couple years. Um, and so those are the guys on offense that you kind of have to watch out for. Um, but going into like Cal Poly, they're only averaging about 25 points a game this year, only about 122 um, yards on the ground. 20 of their 27 touchdowns have been passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, third down percentage, they're about third, 35%. Fourth down, they're about 45%. Um, and they've, they're, they're, they let a lot of offense go. Their average, the opponents are averaging over 478 yards on them. Um, and they're going <laughs> and their offense is throwing and, and running and stuff for 448. So they're getting out yardage by 30 some yards. Um, and being outscored by about seven plus points. So that is their offense, man. What are your thoughts? What do you think? I mean, you just kind of hit it uh, on the head when you first started, you know, obviously there's no surprise. We're going to be expecting a lot of, you know, kind of mismatch. You're going to try to exploit some of those mismatch um, in order to kind of create, you know, just a scenario where they get a couple yards down the field, you know, through a pass. You know, I think that is a bread and butter. It, you know, it kind of obviously reminds me of Baldwin's first stint or second stint when he was over at Eastern. You know, he had the same type of mentality. Um, he loved to pass the ball. So because of that, you know, I think it put him in a position to say, hey, you know, that's how I want to develop the team. But it's hard to transition a team that, you know, is completely unfamiliar <laughs> with something like that. So, but don't yeah. get me wrong. He's a really good coach. You know, like you said, um, yeah. You know, with that quarterback, you know, you said 12 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's kind of tough. That's kind of yeah. tough. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, it's going to go unfold one of two ways. It, and it, it makes it makes me believe that he is a risk taker. He is not scared to make a mistake because ultimately he could potentially, you know, put him in a position to score a couple points against us. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think it's the same thing. I think our secondary is going to be challenged this week. You know, simply because you know we're pretty good on all phases of what a defensive is supposed a defense is supposed to do. I do think you know one a thing where we lack is really kind of the passing game and how do we kind of utilize you know our strength to be able to cover some of their guys, especially if that's what they know, if that's how he's building them to be. You know, they're gonna expect because I'm sure they've ran into a couple good teams this year, right? Oh yeah, they've they've yeah. ran into you know they've played Sac State, they've played Sac yeah. State. They've played UC Davis, which is a pretty good team. That's kind of a team that um, will probably be in line for possibly if they went out. Um, one that would be we're going to be going against uh, to make the playoffs. But that you know they don't have, uh, which I, I dislike uh, with the big sky. The the conference schedule is not even right. Mm-hmm. We have probably one of the 
um, hardest conference um, schedules because we're playing four of the five top teams because I'm counting the Montana as one of those five top teams. We're playing four of them and they're all on the road. Except for except for Idaho, I'd say probably three of those on the road. Um, and so, you know, I, the Cats have this kind of a, a closer schedule, but some of those games are at home. They had Weber State at home, um, and so that plays an account into it. And so they they're not playing the same teams on paper. We should be beating this team by a lot, right? Um, yeah. And so it, it it's going to be on. Honestly, I, I'm going to really want to watch this quarterback and our um our backfield because he's gonna take some shots are we gonna are we gonna play it safe we're gonna go after it because i could see two things happening we we play an awesome our backfield plays awesome and we've got a couple picks right and you know maybe we even got a couple scores or hey we get beat a couple times and you know like we've been got last week and hey they get a couple touchdowns on us uh if our offense isn't playing up to the the capabilities that it can if we don't have lucas back are we going to still do the same thing that we did this this week um it could be a closer game um so uh i still don't know what i'm gonna (laughs) do for my predictions (laughs) but we're we're thinking ahead i I like i like it you know ultimately you know when i think about it man i mean i think um this should be a a very easy win for us there's no question about it you know um, obviously, with the strength that we've, or the with the with the weaknesses that we've had these past couple weeks, yep. um, I do think this is uh, this past week has been a hey, look at yourself in the mirror, realize what we need to do. Those that kind of conversations going on with the coaches, with the players, you know, what do we need to do to get back on track? I think this is the perfect place to play this game. You know, yeah. it's going to be at home. It's going to give those guys an opportunity to build a little more confidence and understand that hey, you know what. We're not a bad team. We just had a bad run. Let's pick it back up and let's get back on the horse. Those that those sort of things. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I do also think that this is going to be a great game. You know, to really kind of utilize Chris and Daniel. Yes. I do think that I would love to see that. I would love to you know get get enough of a convincing lead first quarter, second quarter, and then from there get those guys a rotation and really start building that foundation of hey. We're going to get these guys in to develop them, put them in situations that they n- may not be accustomed to in order to to learn. Because that's, yeah. that's the best way that you learn. That's the best way that I learned. You know, when I got thrown out to the field as opposed to practice, it's a very different feel. It's a very different speed. And you're going out there someone that, hey, is not your friend at the end of the day. He's going out there someone that's going to, you know, that wants to murder you, that wants to hurt exactly. you. You know, yep. so because of that, I think it would be great to, to utilize those guys and see him. And I'd love to see Daniel out there, too, just to get some experience, yeah. Yeah. you know. And so because of that, this might be kind of the game that we need in order to get back back on track. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there, it, it's perfect because I think we need to. We need to get the confidence back. Uh, yeah. I don't think the confidence is very high right now. And, you know, we've got two games where they're winnable games and we should win them on paper. You know, the the Cal Poly, I think, will win this game. You know, that, that Eastern Washington, even though they, they're not playing well, that team still kind of – scares me because you know that they're going to want to beat us right they're going to be pissed off that we beat them in in the playoffs they're going to want they want revenge um and they don't have anything to you know play for except for beating us and ruining our season right and so that's always kind of a scary thing it's it's the same story with cal poly too you know exactly i mean mean, at this point they have 
absolutely nothing to lose. So they can put it all yep. on the line and not have to worry about anything. Yep. I mean, they're an 0-5 team in the conference. Yep. I mean, 100%, why not take off the big dogs and, you know, put them out of potential playoff contentions because they'll be sitting at home with us too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I hope those guys, I hope those guys know that, that, hey, you know what, like, like we said before, this is all or nothing, you know. Could we have a potential, you know, really, really great playoff run? Maybe. Yeah. You know, but we got to get there first. You know, yeah. and I think everybody, and including me too, and I think including you, you know, yeah. when we first started the season, it was, it was, hey, where are we going to be sitting in the playoffs, looking ahead, maybe too far into the future, those sort of things. And then now look at us, you know, we're, 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 we're on the outside, you know, trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, what's our best way to, you know, have an opportunity to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and going into it, I wouldn't have, you know, and it's something that hasn't happened. What I think I heard three times in the last 40 or 50 years that we've had uh, three losses in a row. It's only happened like three or four other times. Has it really? So in the last 30 or 40 years, that's only happened three times, three or four times. Huh. So um, something like this where we lose three straight hasn't happened that much. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of char- uncharted territory um, where I believe the last one I think was in, and I could be wrong. So don't, I think it was like in Bobby's first stint, uh, 2003, 2004. I want to say it's around, around that area. I could totally be off. Um, but I believe it was in one of his first stints here, but their their defense, man, going to their defense. They've got a couple of linebackers that are, are racking up the tackles. Uh, David Meyer, 60 tackles, five tackles for loss, three and three and a half to sack. Their defensive back. <laughs> their defensive back. Wow, oh my gosh. Their defensive back. Uh, Brian Dukes, 45 tackles, uh, one and a half tackles for loss, uh, and then an interception. Uh, Dustin Green, 29 tackles, five tackles for loss, and one sack. And then their defensive line, Elijah Ponder. Has got 31 tackles and six tackles for loss and two sacks. So, you know, and like I said earlier, that their defense isn't something that you're going to be worried about. It is just getting and battling that offense. And so um, their special teams, you know, really nothing to kind of look at. Their punter, uh, Thomas. So Lee, the strength of their team is going to be their offense. Then. Their strength of their team is their offense. Is the mm-hmm. passing offense? Is their 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 players to watch out for? Are their their wide receivers? Their wide mm-hmm. receivers are good. They get them out, and they, they they they've got a lot of yards. That uh, Coleman wide receiver got eight hundred and eight yards. Um, I should look at see at where that that's probably number one or number two in the conference. Um, and so their their punter not really like where to where at where we are at. He's averaging about 36 yards an average. Um, their punt, their punt returner is averaging about seven yards a, a return. Their kick returner is about 20 yards uh, a return. Their field goal kickers only kicked eight field goals. Mm. He's he's hit five, um, and so nothing to really worry about. It's just worrying about hey, can we get our offense? Like like we've said, we are our own in all these games. We're playing against ourselves, right? The only game that where we played against a, a formal opponent would be Sac State and Weber State. And in that Sac State, we had that game. We, we mm-hmm. did. We, there's some un, unforeseeable things. And I know you can't, you know, blame it on that. 
where we we probably shouldn't have done some of the things that we did and and be in that circumstance. The Weaver Weaver game was the only game where I was like, yeah, they're playing better than us. They're probably the better team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we could we couldn't beat them because hey, we only lost by three with an offense that only had 114 yards in the whole game. And I believe that we only had like eight or nine yards in the second half. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even I, think about that. You're right. It, it, it was something crazy like that. So um, it, it, it's really hard, man. It's really hard to see where this team is going. Um, I hope that they've got their head on right because, man, I can't imagine the uproar, right? This three-game streak hasn't happened in a long time, right? You've got champion expectations. You've got uh, conference expectations. Uh, and you lose three straight. You're falling out of the rankings, right? You were number two, number three. And now we're number 16, I believe. Um, you've got pandemonium going on that, hey, we might miss the playoffs. Then you add in, hey, I heard that you know our AD is in line maybe for, for a chance to get uh, another AD job. Um with uh, Kent Haslam maybe going to Utah State, so it, it's kind of some unsettleties in, in in the 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 football arena. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they have them. And and I want to say think... I want to say that they'll have them ready, but we've been saying that for how how many weeks? So man, right? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that isn't the players' fault. I think it's not having a good game plan. Like honestly, mm-hmm. and and. And I'm just a couch potato. So you can be, you know, the the if the coaches are listening, you guys way no way a whole lot more than me. But try to tell me that that if you had a, a different game plan and did something different, that you couldn't get that offense to score a couple more points because that's all you needed. You need one mm-hmm. play, one play. Um, and so, uh, it, it's going to be interesting this week. Um, go support. The guys, they really need it this week. Uh, really support them, raise them up. Don't degrade them. They are players, man. That they they, they, mm-hmm. they don't get paid for this. Yeah. No, I think ultimately, from a player's perspective, I think it's really easy to get sucked into, you know, all the fans. You know what's going on. You know what are the moving parts that are happening outside or around the realm of you know the football program. You know, yeah. I think this is really just you know a challenge to them to really take it you know, take this as an opportunity to really clear all that out. You know, I think in the grand scheme of things, you always hear about football players and, you know, how do they prepare for games? I think this is how they prefer to prepare for games. You know, they make that conscious decision to say, you know what, I'm going to block everything out. All I can control is what's in front of me. You know, because at the end of the day, we can talk about how we're hoping for better performances, but it's it's them on that field. It's not us. Oh, yeah. It's them shedding that blood, that sweat, that tears. You know, that that we just can't be a part of no matter how much we want to be. You know, at the end of the day, the root of the actual concern is that we just want to be able to support these guys and put them in best positions to win because that's what we want. You know, but I think I think it's time to be the predator this week and not the prey. You know, that's one thing that we preach about in the program. You know, we we that's what we pursue to be week in, week out is a predator, never the prey. You know, and so it's really easy to look at look at look at ourselves and say, hey, you know what, things haven't been going our way. Let's just fold over, call it a season. Let's make changes, and then just end the whole program for the rest of the year. But that's not how it works. 
-hmm. you know, they, they, the job is still in sight. It's just about going to get it done. And it starts with Cal Poly. And I think if they take that mindset, you know, I truly believe that some things can turn around for the better, you know, and I think I do believe that, you know, the brighter days are ahead because I just can't foresee it getting any lower than this as a fan right now, you know, being so worried about things and, you know, the, the direction of the program, because ultimately it's up to those guys to make the change. And, you know what, I, again, I'm, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist at heart. And so I do think things are going to, you know, good things are going to come out of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that we'll win this week and, 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 hopefully get this bad juju off our backs and that's and all it is conquered. we just gotta shake shake it off man that's oh, all we're gonna do because we do, one we do. good game one dominant performance oh everybody yeah in their mamas you know goes back to hey we're the best team in the world you know what i mean yeah yep. yeah it's it's so black and white hot and cold there's never <laughs> anything in the middle you know yep. and so because of that i do think that we just need to shake off the dust get rid yep. of the bad juju be a predator and go kick the shit out of cal poly that's really there's nothing else to be said about it Literally, like I would love like sixty points and just like getting all the quarterbacks in there. Like, hey, you get some time and you get some time. You like, score a touchdown. <laughs> you get one. Yeah, all exactly. receivers score. You know, score a touchdown or two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something interesting. I I saw that that uh, Marcus Knight was number one on the the depth chart for running backs with Osmo number two. So. Um, that's kind of like the only one that has changed. I think Harris isn't on the depth um, for running back. So um, that's kind of interesting going into this game. And I, I think that you can kind of see that in the last couple of games where they've been kind of going to is Osmo and Marcus. Yeah. Um, I wonder how so. they're going to utilize Harris. Cause obviously he's an athlete, you know, Exactly. I'm just kind of curious to see how they are going to utilize him for the rest of the season. And is he kind of sitting out and, you know, yeah. kind of just, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen with that, but it, It'll be interesting to see if they do use him and how they use him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's, just, he, he's an athlete, man. I, I yeah, I hope they could use him. Um, you know, he he does really well in speed, and like I just think that you know throwing the ball out of the backfield to him on the uh, on the side, like they just need to do that a little bit more, and he he gets some speed and just shake like a rollout. Yeah, like a rollout. Yeah. Oh. I just yeah. I every time you say that, I'm like, you're like, throw it to the guy on the side. I'm like, <laughs> what guy on the side? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, we, we, we need to up your terminology. Your oh, I know. Terminology. I'm very, I'm very. I know what I'm saying. It's just no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, but I'm like, oh, you mean a rollout? Uh, guy to the side, you know, yeah. when he's running. And then I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, let's do some predictions, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I think it's your turn to start. Is it my turn first? I think so. I think so. Uh, okay. Um, I do think we win this week. Um, I think that we get the the juju off our our backs. Uh, I'm going to say 35. Uh, I'm gonna say 28. 28. 28. 10. Okay. Grizz. 28. 10. Yep. Okay. I think I'm. I am. I am. I am going really aggressive this week. I want to do 42 okay. on our offensive performance, and I only think that we're going to give up 10 points on our defensive performance. I think they're going to get one play where coverage might be busted or they might catch us on our heels, one of yeah. those plays, yeah. score a touchdown, and I think they may have an opportunity to score a field goal. But other than that, I think that yeah. defense is going to kick the shit out of those guys. And I don't think they understand, you know, the type of pressure that we bring to the table. No, it's I don't more think... aggressive than SAC. It's more aggressive than some of the other teams that they've yeah. played. UC Davis, for sure. 
And yeah. so because of that, I think this is the first time they're going to see a defense like ours. Yeah, and I and I could totally think that too is is our defense probably will score at least one touchdown just yeah, with maybe. the pressure just with the pressure that we have. Um, I just don't know with what we're doing on offense. You know, if Lucas is back, that's awesome. If he's not, let's mix it up. Let's mix this thing up. Let's 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 do something different. Yeah, some- it'll just be good for the kids. It'll it'll be good for them to get some of that experience, like I said beforehand. You yeah. know, I think if Lucas does hit the field, you know, I, I, I would love to see him firing on all cylinders. You know, yeah. like he's had. You know, when he started at Tax Day, I mean, how I mean, how great was that to see you? You felt comfortable as a fan. You saw him want to take over the game, and you know, really kind of strive to get those first downs on those third down conversions, you know? So because of that, you know, you know, it's the same expectation, you know, play into the game plan that the coaches can bring up as best as he can, you know, but but find a way to make it work, whether that, you know, making some decisions that a little bit riskier, but, you know, get the job done or, you know, kind of moving with your legs a little bit because he has the ability to do both. You know, he has some pretty decent pocket awareness too. And so because Mm -hmm. of that, I want him to utilize all his strengths to, you know, lead us to victory. And that's all you can hope for. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, guys, I want to thank you for listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, any last, any last things, Angel, before we, uh, we sign off, man. No, man, just, uh, like, like we've been saying this, this past couple of weeks that we joined a, a program on YouTube, on YouTube, yeah, FTS fans nations. Um, there's, uh, there's a couple of teams from the big sky, you know, that give us an opportunity to just kind of check in what's going on around the big sky and just FCS football. Um, again, really good dudes that are really talented and know what they're talking about. So, um, if you guys want to take a look at the YouTube channel page, um, again, it's FCS fans nations, be sure to rate review and subscribe. Let us know what you guys think, man. Have conversations with us, you know, whether it be good, bad, whether it be random, it does not matter. Um, we just want to hear from you guys and make sure that you guys are part of this as well, or feel like you're a part of this as best as you can be. So yeah, man, just, uh, check us out. And again, we're just, you know, grateful for it, man. Great exactly, for. exactly, and you know, go review, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast as well. We've we've got you know anywhere you get our podcast, you, you can find it. Spotify and Apple are, are one of the main areas that we're we're getting people. Uh, and you know, rate us, review us, subscribe. That helps us get farther up in the the echelon of podcasts. That helps us out. Um, and like Angel said, if you want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us, man. We want to. Get your questions. We want to get your thoughts. Um, and hopefully we get another W, get off this snide, and go Grizz. Right on, baby. Let's do it. <laughs>